0: what is up welcome back to social skills for dummies um the podcast on how to have greater social skills for young introverted men who probably haven't avoided an attachment style um young men who are aspirational you know who want to do great things but their social skills block them from doing great things and having people participate in the life once they do great things um i never defined what this podcast was for so i just wanted to say that but welcome back to the podcast. Um, in today's episode what I'm going to talk about is, you know, how to build deep connections with people you like. Okay, uh in other episodes we talked about how like how to open conversations and how to have small talk with people. But you might talk to people sometimes already. You might get lucky and have a conversation with somebody that you like or want to talk to. But the question that I think is on a lot of people's minds, is how to actually build a deep connection. Like how do I ascend the relationship to a next level to where we're not just acquaintances, but maybe friends, or maybe best friends, or maybe we're a couple, like how do we ascend relationships, um, and so that's what I'm going to talk about in today's episode, before I get into that, um, the site's going to be up pretty soon, www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits, the number seven, then habits, and essentially what's going to be in that, uh, you know, the seven habits that will teach you how to remove the blocks underneath the surface. In social skills nowadays, all the coaching, all the training is all over the place. They say in order to be socially savvy, in order to be a high-value man, whatever the heck, you have to do everything under the sun. You have to make 100K. You have to, you know, dress a certain type of way. You have to be this way. Da, 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 but but that's not actually true. You know, old, you know, the old classic social skills that I grew up around, it was really one or two things that you have to focus on. You know, I expanded one thing into a list of seven steps or seven habits that really are just under one umbrella. So there's really one thing you have to focus on. And that one thing got me to, to the next level pretty clearly. Like it's gotten too confusing and all over the place nowadays. And it's almost too much hate in the community too. And so I wanted to simplify It's not a skill that you learn. They're trying to make you learn the skill of social, social skills. It's not a skill that you learn. Social skills and being social savvy is who you are already. But there are things inside of your system that are blocking you from actually being the social person that you already are. So what the 7 Habits teach you is how to remove those things that are on the surface and actually just be yourself. So you don't have to do the fake, hey, hi. You don't have to get money or dress a certain type of way. Just remove the blocks and your true self is going to come out and people are going to love it. It's really that simple. So www.socialskillsforddumbies.com slash 7 Habits. But so let's get into this episode. Oh, that was bad. That was really bad. I just dropped my microphone. I think I might have broke my computer screen. But again, when things in your life happen like that, uh, and most people would like interrupt their train of thought. I mean, I guess it did for me a little bit and it throw their day off. Um, that's the purpose of the practices that you have on this podcast. You want to be sharp. You want to have your mind clear. You want to be laser focused. You don't want to you want to be in the moment. You know, you don't want to think too much. You want to think laterally and think around the point. And so I just want to, you see even how I looped that into a lesson for the podcast. Um, you want to be able to think quickly, think laterally and not hang on things. That's the power of meditation also. Let the thoughts and let the things that uh, happen in your life be able to pass through clearly. Um, so let's get on to the episode. Um, essentially, what made me think about this is I was having a conversation with someone close to me while we were driving in the car the other day. Um... Essentially what the premise of the story is is you know iron, you know uh, as long as I've known this person this person wanted to You know do great things, you know not great things, but uh, Explore great pieces of leisure in their life, they want to have a good time, you know, always in their mind, they want to have a good time, they want to have a good time, they want to have a good time, they want to go vacation to Cabo, they want to go to France, they want to go to Catalina, they want to They want to go to Temecula, they want to go to San Francisco, like all the conversations that we have with this person is just based in this idea, like, okay, I want to do things, I want to go have fun, I want to take action, just like when you socialize or when you have social skills, you want to take action, so this kind of looped in pretty perfectly in my mind when I first heard it. Um, And so recently, uh, you know, me and this person are pretty alike in our ways. So we've been struggling here in California for for a long time. Like money has been an issue because California is really expensive. And so we had money to live and to take care of our essentials, you know, as young people in California do. But to have auxiliary experiences where you're going to Catalina, where you're experiencing beautiful things in life, we haven't had enough breakaway money to do that. Especially seeing that we were both out of jobs during the pandemic. Um, but recently, this person in my life got a large sum of cash like delivered to him. Um, they started going back to school, and school uh, delivered them, you know, a large sum of cash. Um, now, the thing is, obviously, you can't use the cash from school to go and, you know, go on vacation and things like that. Like it's for necessities and for school and materials and things like that. But this person has a large sum of cash to take care of living expenses and all like that. While job income, auxiliary income is bringing enough money to actually do the things that this person says that he or she wants to do. Um, and the funniest thing happened: um, the moment the money actually was deposited and the ability to go anywhere that this person wants uh, was opened up, this person immediately locked down and became conservative. Um, this person was like, uh, "Yeah, like." You know, it's, it's almost like, you know, whereas before we, we imagined in our lives this to be a, a stress-free situation, or this person imagined their lives to be a stress-free situation, and when the money actually came, the situation became stressed, more stressed. You know, and the, uh, this person was repeating to me, like, oh, I don't have the money to do this, I don't have the money, I don't have the money, I don't have the money, I can't do this, I want to, but, but I can't, and these are the reasons, um... So this person became more fearful. This person became more locked down. And what people don't actually realize that in life is that, you know, it often happens that way. You know, you you want and aspire for things because you imagine it brings a sense of ease. And that's why this podcast is for a lot of the young guys who are introverted and dream of a day where they accomplish something big. They they have high aspirations. They have high ceiling. Which that's how you know you're avoidant young man. By the way, is that you're you're super you avoid love because you don't feel like you deserve it inherently, and you 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 project it into some big future goal. When I'm this person, when I'm this person, everybody will love me, and I'll have ease of conversation. I have a flow about me that people can't match, and people will love. Um, That's the future that you're projecting, and so similar to this situation, you think you'll be at ease, you'll be at freedom, but oftentimes, like the money hits, and you kind of lock down. Things that you want hits and you kind of lock down. Um, and so I wanted to read like uh, a verse from Kendrick Lamar's song just to like to drive the point home that this really happens to anybody. Um, you know, uh, it's from the song Fear. If you never read the song Fear, I'm holding the mic in my hand right now. He says, When I was 27, I grew accustomed to more fear, accumulated 10 times over. I'm probably too close to the mic. I'm sorry. Accu- accumulated 10 times over throughout the years. My new fame life made all of me magnified. How many accolades do I need to block this out? The shock value of my success put bolts in me. All this money is God playing a joke on me. Is it for the moment or do he see me as Joe? Take it from me and leave me worse than I was before. At twenty-five-seven, my biggest fear was losing it all. Scared to spend money had me sleeping from hall to hall. Scared to go back to section 8 when my mama stretching. 30 shows a muffin I still won't buy me no Lexus. Uh, let me continue on here. My computer screen shut off. Um, what is an advisor somebody that's holding my checks just to fuck me over and put my finances in debt? Um, you know essentially in his verses. He's just talking to like, you know, he got all this money 30 30 What do you say 30 shows a month and that still won't buy me no Lexus Like he's getting like millions and millions of dollars and it's making him more scared It's making him lock down. But he's like oh, now. I have something to lose now I have something to gain now I have something that I want to protect um and a lot of people they don't realize like you know, having more would just give you a, a more defensive. I, re, I remember even as a wrestler coming up, um, you know, I, I always wanted to go to states and win a state title. Um, and I was a superstar wrestler in a wrestling room in the practice. But the more I started winning as a wrestler, like some seasons I was damn near undefeated. And my senior season, obviously, I was the region champ. But I was going on the streak of just winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. Um, and when it actually got to state, you know, um, the state's tournament. Some say state. Some, states say state. Some states say states. Some states say states. Some places say states. Some places say states. I think we say we say states. I'm pretty sure. I haven't been in Maryland in a long time. I'm sorry. I haven't wrestled in a long time. <laughs> but I remember getting to the wrestling tournament, and then you'll see this in a lot of wrestlers in all these high intensities, high high reward tournaments, high reward matches. You know, you choke. They say in sports, you choke. You freeze up. And, you know, you become scared and become frightened when you just drop the ball. You kind of just lose your ability to perform altogether. And I remember getting to the state tournament, state tournament, and that happened to me. Um, even coming into that season, you know, I dropped a few matches because, you know, I was coming back from a season where I, I actually failed off. But I was 21 and 1 in the last season. Um, and, you know, I was projected to, you know, I beat the Venture County champion that season. You know, um, so I was projected to be pretty good in the postseason. So um, coming into the next season, I, I wrestled so conservatively because I didn't want to lose. But the funny thing is, when I got to state, you know, you want to win so bad, but your inhibitions, you don't want to lose, and so you try to wrestle, you try to play conservatively. And every time you try to wrestle or try to play conservatively, you will see this as a routine throughout sports. Every time you know the clock's running down, and you know you try to protect yourself and try to instead of going with the same intensity that you that you want to go with. You lose because those are the moments where you're the, the you know you're locking up the most. Those are the moments where you're most rigid. Those are the moments where you're you're most reactive. And those are the moments because you're lo- you're, you're rigid because you're you're reactive. The opponent can string together a series of moves that get you off your balance and actually get the takedown. Um, Owen Cook always explains this perfectly, and this is something I make sure that I do in my life every time. Um, he says you want to be. Intent and purposeful you you, you want to desire the outcome 100% I mean you want you want to be intentful towards the outcome 100% but you want to let go of the result You want to play to win but let go of the result Let go of the outcome and that's how you play the best is that Zen paradox on how you play the best And I remember implementing that in my life like recently I had a CSA a card speed assessment at work um, and I, I, like I always was scared and had nerves to take this card card speed assessment, but just recently, like I obviously wanted to pass, but recently I just went to the test and I just didn't care and I was just going through the slides. Um, and I, and I passed for the first time, it took me six months to pass it, but it was the night that I really just let go that I, that I always perform my best and it's the same across the board for everybody. Um, and so the principle is, you know, In order to ascend relationships, in order to build a greater relationship with people, what you want to do or what you want to not do is what they call, um, even in sports, you know, Kyle Steiner, the world champion wrestler, he says, protect nothing. And he has more, you know, gold medals than almost any wrestler in American history, other than Jordan Barrows, John Smith, Bruce Baum, Gardner. There's a couple people with more more, you know, gold and Olympic medals, but he's younger than all of them. And so he has a chance to be one of the greatest of all time. One of his bios is protect nothing. You know, it's like people like Adrian Barna. oh just let the hands fly, let it go. If you put together the offense and stop worrying about losing, or Tyrone Woodley, the frozen one, if you just perform and you let go of the outcome, you don't freeze up because you're not Outcome dependent. Then suddenly you can perform and create at a higher, up, you know, a higher rate than anybody. Suddenly you can be the champion that you were meant to be. But it's when you, you know, you start to think you have something to lose, and you start to protect something. Is when you lose the most because it changes your ways. And so what's happening to us when we go to talk to somebody is, especially as avoidant young men, we feel subconsciously what we're not deserving of love, and so we avoid love. And so essentially, what happens is you go to talk to someone you know um and and you be- begin to build a bond you begin to build a connection and you know subconsciously you don't feel like you're deserving of love and subconsciously you feel like you're on this chase like okay eventually they'll realize i'm boring eventually they'll realize i suck eventually they'll realize i'm lame or a nerd or i don't have swag whatever it is eventually they'll realize this and so you get to the point where you see this person is fond of you or fond of what you believe is an image of you, a persona that you're putting on, and you do something called leaving with the validation. If you listen to the podcast, say that out loud. Say leaving with the validation. Go and say it. Leaving with the validation. Essentially what that is, I learned this from Owen Cook, it's a term that I think he coined. Is you think you're on this chase to where they're going to discover that you're not as valuable, you're not as cool, you're not, you're not as interesting as as they think. Um, and you're not worthy of love. You you think that about yourself subconsciously. And so when people give you just a little bit of validation, you run off with it. You stop interacting with them. You stop talking to them. You freeze up like the athlete does. Or, or, or you begin to realize the stakes of the situation, quote unquote. And you begin to get nervous. You begin to get fearful. You begin to think about, oh, whereas before you might have just been natural and flowing. You think about, oh, I don't want to mess it up. Oh, I don't want to say anything bad. Oh, this person likes me. I don't want them to, to move on and, and, and to like somebody else because then it will hurt. I don't want to get attached because, you know, you come up with all these reasons to freeze up. You come up with all these inhibitions. where you're, it's Before you were just creative, you were just playing. You became froze, the frozen one like Tyrone Woodley. You began to play conservative. And playing conservative is the number one way to not build social relationships. Um... You know uh your brain because of the way you were born you're avoiding attachment in your style if you're young introverted avoid an attachment man uh this is what's happening to you and this is what i'm serving on this podcast if you're not that person i'm sorry but this is what i'm serving on this podcast particularly um you know what essentially happens is your brain is against you you know because you don't think you're deserving of love you want to project it in some far-off future so that you can forever chase it your brain will send you bad emotions that'll inhibit you from actually building the connections that you want then inhibit you from being the person that can actually ascend this relationship you essentially shut down the person that they were love, loved and take them out of the equation or you physically avoid them altogether now if you, you think of the example like this you go to a store and someone in the store likes you they want to talk to you um let's say in my life you know there are stores you know back in my old neighborhood that i would go to i would go to the Seven Eleven at the corner every day and i would meet the uh, the cashier at the Seven Eleven, and we he would say something to me one day and I'd be like, okay. And then the next day, he'd say some more stuff to me. And I'd be like, okay. Then the next day, we'd have a full-on conversation. I'd be like, okay. And suddenly, we're friendly. Um, and so, I would start to have this anxiety about going to the 7-Eleven. Because I'm like, okay. If I go into the 7-Eleven, this person is going to be friendly. He's going to talk to me. And I'm going to have to be the same person that he met last time. The same cool person. The same person that could talk easily. The same person that's in a good mood. The same person that's a good customer. I would begin to overthink the situation. I would stop going to that 7-Eleven. I'm avoiding, subconsciously, if you've done this, say to yourself, I've done this and acknowledge it. I'm subconsciously avoiding friendliness. I'm avoiding love. I'm freezing up. Next time I go in there, I'm probably awkward. I'm probably stuttering. I'm probably, I'm probably just avoiding eye contact. I'm avoiding talking to them. I might cut to the back of the store instead of going across the front and addressing them like a friend would do. And so, a lot of relationships, people already love you. The the, the the relationship is already on an upward trajectory, but what happens is that you self-sabotage. What you have to do is stop saying, oh, I have a little bit of validation, but I don't feel like I deserve it. Let me leave with this comfort. Let me leave with this happiness right now. What you have to do is stop that process and manually force yourself to address that person every single time. Manually, manually force yourself to be there with that person all the time. A lot of this is going to come... not you know uh, from letting go of the trauma underneath the surface that's making you avoid it that's making you reject the situation which if you want to let go of your avoidance, to go back to your natural state of extroversion and social skill just go to www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash the number seven habits seven habits www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits and it'll break down to you the habits that you just need to do every single one it's pretty simple habits you know um widely known but very 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 little understood Um, Habits um, on on how you remove the traumatic blocks that's making you this person. Um, You know, say say just to manually do it is not necessarily the right process, Um, but you get what I'm saying. Um, You have to. You know, develop the habits that will allow you to actually interface with people over and over and over again. There's something in psychology called the mere exposure effect. And what it states, basically, you can look it up for yourself. Look up mere exposure effects. Essentially, what the mere exposure effect is, is that just through mere exposure, people will begin to like you more and more and more. There's a natural ascension in relationships just from being exposed to people. And so, you know, uh, you really don't have to do much to ascend relationships other than show up. Now, obviously, there are steps that you have to do along the way. You know, but they naturally occur when you're around people like there are plenty of people that naturally invite me uh, Naturally follow me on Instagram that naturally invite me out places that naturally ask me to talk to them on the phone and I you know um, It just happens because I'm just being myself and they like that person They want more of what they want more forms of what they already get so um, That's all you have to do. I mean, I want you to think about it like Grant Cardone says when a recession hits when most companies do or it was either Grant Cardone or Ty Lopez is they go and they slash they slash cost and Then one of the first costs they slash is the marketing costs and those companies always fail first Because they try to play conservative and they're cutting the one thing that's gonna help them grow when things get tough You have to up your marketing costs. You have to play harder in order to receive more customers You have to not go in a, a mindset of lack. You have to stay in a mindset of abundance and That's the only way to win okay I'm gonna check my phone to see if I have any more notes on this yeah that's really all I have to say stop leaving with the validation you know go in there and play hard every day when you feel the feeling ignore the feeling and just go you know unless the person's crazy or creepy or whatever else under the sun So, you keep leaving with the validation that's why relationships aren't ascending for you Um. And in order to fix that, you have to kind of fix the things in the services making you do that. www.SocialSkillsForDummies.com slash 7habits. The number 7. 7habits. Seven okay, uh, the site's not up now. Maybe I'll get it up tomorrow. Maybe I'll get it up today. Keep checking for the site. I'll have it up for you soon. And I'll let you know on the podcast when it's up. Because you'll see ads start appearing on the podcast. So, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you implement what I'm saying and get to the next level. Thank you.